Hello, my name is Mark Taylor. Welcome to the Education on Fire podcast network. This show is sponsored by the National Association for Primary Education. Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 5, episode 77. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. Today I'm very excited because I'm chatting to Jim Hart and Jim is a PE specialist and he'll give us a lot of background about what he does over in America. But the most exciting thing for me is the fact that he's um, an Education on Fire listener and um, and came to me and reached out to me to, to want to share his experiences in terms of his what he does over in America but also in relation to what he's been hearing. So this sort of direct dialogue about what we've created on this PE season and in relation to a, an audience person actually wanting to share what they're doing which I think is brilliant. Jim thanks very much for joining me today. You're welcome Mark I'm, I'm excited to be here with you. So let's start about first of all I mean how did you come across Education on Fire and what was it about that that you um, made you want to reach out and, and be part of this um, PE season? I came across Education on Fire uh, I, I decided to start casting around for some feedback uh, and um, decided to look for podcasts that might uh, give me something that I could use in my teaching. I ran across Ryan Ellis's great podcast, The PE Umbrella, and um, at some point, and I don't remember exactly how, but I saw the title of your podcast, Education on Fire, and I was, you had me at the title. <laughs> I love that title. That is, because that's how I feel. I feel, and, and then, of course, you sealed the deal with your closing comment each time about the filling the cup versus lighting a fire. I, I just believe that. I believe that's what we are all about. It doesn't matter what discipline we're in, PE, music, it doesn't matter. That's what we're about, is we're about developing people. And um, and so I really took a great interest in that. I started listening to the old podcasts. I've, I've listened to quite a few of them. And, uh, and I like your style. I like your positive attitude about things and the way you give your listeners a chance to speak the way you prompt them and ask them questions so that's it thank you so much i really appreciate that and um and as i said it's ex- it's exciting to hear directly from someone who's listening which is which is a real thrill for me and um and and specifically within i'm really interested in your i know you've got music's an integral part of what you do within your pe as well but let, let, let's start by going back in terms of, of of where you're living and the sorts of things that you're teaching and and your sort of overall um sort of pe career and background Sure. I live in uh, Tampa, the Tampa Bay area of Florida, USA, um, West Central Florida. Um, I teach at an elementary school, uh, which is pre-K, three years old through fifth grade, about 11 years old. I teach physical education. I'm a PE specialist. I think it's quite interesting uh, listening to some of the podcasts and talking about the debate between uh, should the classroom teachers teach PE or should there be PE specialists over there in the UK? I I just find that fascinating. I think there should be PE specialists. I think it'd be great for you for you. for you all to do that. But anyway, that's my job here. I also coach football, soccer, as we call it. And I've done uh, both the teaching and the football coaching for almost 40 years. That really is a, a, a long career. And, and, and just ha- how has it changed over, over that amount of time? And how have you sort of been able to sort of, 
I guess, do you need to reinvent yourself or, or is it just a sort of a, a gradual development as, um, as new ideas come to you and, and new styles and, and I guess also policy and things that you might have to follow as well? You know, the, the biggest change has been the advent of the internet. And uh, it used to be, Mark, that the fountain of all knowledge was the teacher. And the teacher had the knowledge and shared it with you. In other words, the filling of the cup. You either got your cup filled by the teacher or you didn't. And now all knowledge is available to every child can hold all the knowledge and history of the world in the palm of their hand. The teacher's role has had to change. Teachers that try to stay in that old paradigm are, I mean, they're just a caricature. They're, it's kind of silly. You've got to change with the fact that the kids don't need you for knowledge as much as they need you for other things. They need you to be developed. They need you for teaching them deep principles and, and giving them a chance to operate on their own and see what they can do and see what they're made of and then giving them feedback on that, letting them fall down, picking them back up again, moving them along. The amount of freedom that takes place inside a classroom, a modern classroom, far different than in the past. In the past, a classroom was a place where nobody really had freedom. You were quiet, you listened, or you didn't listen, you just pretended to listen. And uh, the the uh, the teacher droned on about whatever they thought was important. Some of those teachers were good. Some of the older teachers knew that if they made it fun and interesting, their kids would be with them. But the the advent of the internet has changed everything, and it's changed the way teachers have had to teach. And it's a great change, I think. And how has that specifically changed um, within PE and the kind of teaching that you've been doing? What I've seen is I've seen a change away from a focus on PE being about the most athletic children to PE being about everybody. And uh, PE is about everybody. Everybody has a body. Everybody has the, the, the ability to move. Even children that are handicapped, they can still move some. And everybody enjoys moving. Everybody enjoys when they're when they feel safe and they feel like people are not looking or laughing at them. They want to move. It's human nature. And so PE is and should always be about that. What it used to be was that PE was about the athletic children. Uh, it isn't that way so much now. I'm sure there are enclaves and coaches and places where that's what PE is about. But those people are, are, are recognized as dinosaurs that have, to, uh, that have to get with the program because that's not what PE is. And, uh, and I, so I think in the culture and in, and in education, the change about PE being something other than the place where you learn to become good at sports, where you developed athletes and into something different than that has been probably the biggest change, I would say. And I guess that's, you know, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because, you know, we don't not teach people English or maths because that's not their their best subject. You know, we teach them all these things because we want to enable them to live and function as best they possibly can within within their adulthood, you know, or as, as, they're, as they're growing up. And so, and that's exactly what PE should be, isn't it? It's that kind of, we're going to develop you in all the ways that PE can to give you the skills and the understanding that you need in order to be a fit and active um, grown up as, as you as you get older. Yes, I love uh, something that that Ken Robinson has said that uh, that the people that think that um, what it's all about are the academic subjects 
are people who think that the purpose of a body is just to carry the head around to meetings <laughs> and and that's just such a great the body is is uh just as much a part of you as the rest of you and so if in fact that education is about lighting somebody on fire where does that fire come from? I mean, it can come from a lot of different places, but it can come from within the body, the chemistry inside the body. It can come from a feeling that you can get. And that feeling can take place at PE class. And and uh, it comes from self-belief. Self-belief can take place at PE class. If PE is set up for everybody, then what matters is not what the performance of athletic performance is but what matters is what the improvement is what what people can make themselves into what people can turn themselves into with effort and when people see that when people believe that when people come to believe that that they can be anything you know they want to be if they apply themselves boy i'll tell you what now you've lit a fire and uh and pe can be the place where that happens and also you know we know from you know most people's personal experience that when you're active and when you're actually engaging in exercise in whichever form that you're able to do that within within your life um generally speaking you feel better <laughs> i mean I, I i spend a lot of time inside whether it's um doing my professional playing career when i'm i'm in a, in a in a theater or in a pit and it's dark and you know i'm sat on my drum stool and doing that but the one thing i do once i'm out, i'm needing to get out of there is i need to go for a walk i need to you know if i've got a morning off be able to um, go to the gym or, or or do some kind of tennis and sport or something like that and then I, I sort of feel rejuvenated and, and it's you know just knowing the fact that it's such an integral part of of your life and in terms of how it affects everything not just your your overall PE ability yes 100 percent, mark I, I i agree so much and and i think people know this instinctively everybody knows this is true everybody has had these experiences and and what they just need to do is connect those facts the fact of how you feel after exercise uh, to the fact that we are trying to educate these children we're trying to awaken them we're trying to get their their brains ready to learn so why not connect the two things why not have PE why why not have these children move it's not about sport it's not about and I coach too by the way I coach I mean you know teams that are trying to win championships it's not about that that's for a few of the people and by the way Ryan Ellis says something very smart that I agree with and that is for some of the kids PE is the place where they shine PE is the place where they can get their paper put up on the board so to speak and so for them it is about sport and that shouldn't be shortchanged they shouldn't have to sit back because of uh, of an idea that PE has to be about everybody but it can we can have it all PE can be for those kids and for everybody else if we teach deep underlying principles of respect and self-improvement and things of that nature everybody gets to take advantage of this of this great thing of physical movement and i think i think that's a really really important point and i think it's one of the key things that's happened through this entire season is the fact that understanding that pe and sport are two very different things that you know pe is is educating um, children through our schools in terms of all those things we said you know sort of the, the physical idea the social idea you know our overall well-being all of that grounding and understanding which is so vital and out of that if, if, if you then get that connection if you are enjoying the physical activity if you then realize that there is a sport that you love that you want to thrive at and progress into then that's is that 
almost like the next step you know it's opening a door to something which is like you said speaking to you and lighting your fire so you then go into that so for those children that want to do that then there are avenues aren't there with clubs and like you say coaches that are are involved in certain activities and for those that just think you know PE's given me a great understanding of what I need but it's not something I want to do in that sort of competitive level then they haven't lost anything either it's just allowing or really showing the path to those children that want to go further into a sport beyond PE that they've had during their school experience exactly exactly and it's the same with anything isn't it in music I I remember uh, I remember reading something about the fact that two of the four Beatles were in the same music class somewhere and they didn't do well in that music class <laughs> somehow. <laughs> How is that possible? Well, you know, so what you've got to do is you've got to see these these uh, bright lights, these proge- prodigies coming through, but they are going to be a minuscule fraction of the people that you encounter. So you've got to be able to see those people, those people that are special, direct them into clubs, direct them into places where it is all about the sport. But school is not what that place is. A PE specialist who is a an ex-coach who is still wishing that they were coaching sport and looks at everybody from a standpoint of whether or not they would make their team, that person's coming to it from the wrong point of view. But a person who is looking at everybody as a potential, uh, potential something special and understands that, that PE is part of what gets them to wherever it is they're going – then um, then that's a person that should be in a school teaching PE. That's fantastic. So f- from your, your experience, I mean, you, you've, as you said, you've um, coached soccer for a long period of time. Do you literally almost have a different hat on for each, each of those things? So you're in school, in your elementary school, teaching PE, and that's a very different job than when you're doing your, your soccer coaching and your academies, which I know you do over the holidays and that kind of thing. It's, it's almost like a separate job, even though they're obviously linked through this sort of physical movement. Yes, yes and no. Uh, I, I'm a great believer in uh, the setting of an environment within which success will take place. And the setting of that environment uh, is, is, uh, is what I try to do both in my teams and in my, uh, and in my teaching. I took over a new school team uh, about six, seven, eight years ago uh, after 30-some years at one place and having a lot of success there, 25 years actually. Uh, then I, I, and in my first meeting, the very first meeting that I had with my new place, I said to the kids, and I wanted to find out what they were like. So I said to the kids, okay, you're the players, I'm the coach. What has to happen is the players need to do what the coach says. Anybody disagree with that? Nobody disagreed with it. I said, okay, stand up and do what I do. So that I put on the song, The Safety Dance, the old 1980s classic uh, song by Men Without Hats. And I began leading them in exercise to that song. And I said, you know, in my mind, I wanted to see if they would follow me. And if they didn't, then I knew I, I knew what I had with me. But if they did, goodness sakes, we were going to be special. Well, of course, everybody got up and did it. It helps the fact that that was our first meeting and everybody wanted to impress the new coach. They thought he was probably a little crazy. <laughs> but uh, but what it is, is we set an environment. An environment is environment was, number one, um, whatever the coach says is what you do. No questions asked. Number two, this is going to be a fun place. Number three, music's going to be a part of it, et cetera. Well, this team 
became quite a successful winning team. I even took these kids to England um, to play soccer against a sixth form school teams uh, up in the Burnley area. And uh, they were quite good. But the point is the mentality in, in teaching these kids is the same mentality I would take into a PE class. Sure, there are differences in the sense of the technical points and the tactical things you're teaching are far beyond what you might work with in a PE class. But the similarities are in the idea that these are children at play and you are setting an environment within which they can be successful. In other words, as a, a guy named Mark Taylor might say, you are trying to light them on fire. And that's the same, no matter where you are. And what I what I love about that the most is the fact that that is essentially what education is, isn't it? No matter what the subject that you're teaching, if you can create the environment where the kids feel that they're safe, they're secure, they have the ability to fail, they have the ability to learn, everything is a positive outcome, no matter what the immediate experience. So whether you, whatever subject you happen to do, you know, you're in this... Um, almost like a melting pot of experiences really where anything can happen and I think like an important thing you said earlier as well about having the time and the space to be able to sort of really feel what it is that you're into and what is lighting your fire when you put those two things together then that really is the ignition of a fire I think it just because you feel like anything is possible and then all the your I think especially your school experience just becomes the greatest tool and the greatest asset in order to help you on your journey as you go through life it's important that you live your life truly in the moment and in terms of what your schooling is and also as a development idea as you go into adulthood as well or into adolescence first and into adulthood it just means that what you have is this overall sense that you're just following your elements as, as Ken Robinson would say you know in terms of you don't quite know where you're heading and what you're doing but you know this feels good you know that this is the sort of thing you're really into and allow the rest of it through there and, and I think when you find a school which has that idea you know through every subject then that's when you have a really special place and a great environment for people to learn. Mark I couldn't agree more with that and something you said <clears throat> which is uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the experience is, whether the experience is positive or, or successful, unsuccessful. I can't remember how you said it, but it is so true. I believe that when you've got the environment right and you're casting about trying to get better at something, you're winning. Failure is winning. Uh, trying is winning. And this sounds so many people that, that, that uh, are outcome based. This is where this is where coaches uh you know that that struggle as PE teachers they are outcome based we must win this game we must win this ball we must win this situation hey we may or may not win this situation but it isn't about this game it isn't about this ball it isn't about this championship it's about 25 years from now is this child going to invite me to their wedding because I made a difference in their life that's what it's about and uh, when you when you are thinking like that, there is no losing because it's about the relationship. It's about the experience, the environment. And when it becomes that, goodness sakes, good things can happen. I think I think you're absolutely right. And I think I think we all wish that all of our children's school and, and, and their environments were like that. And I think that that's the essence of, of why education um, or Education on Fire came about is that's the sort of thing I wanted to do. I wanted people to hear that there are people out there doing it and, and that's why they're doing it and how they're doing it. And I hope that people that have listened to this podcast can sort of just take these 
these nuggets of, of great wisdom and, and just filter it back into their school and their experience, whatever, whatever it happens to be. And, um, and it's something I've mentioned before, but it's it's the reason I wanted to make the podcast into a network because I know that these things also happen on different levels. You know, the National Association for Primary Education is now the sponsor of this network. Um, you know, they're able to influence. They talk to ministers and government and that kind of thing to try and sort of push these ideas of a child first centred education. Um, but that only works so far, obviously, because we have we have governments in that, that that make the policies for how these things go. But there's a certain amount of influence that people can do. And then this podcast, you know, where we're, we're learning from teachers and, and people that are actually implementing these things and changing kids' lives on a day-to-day basis based on the way they think, the environment they're setting up. Um, and also the Learning on Fire podcast, which is about the experiences of individual people who have, like you said, positive or negative experiences how they've put these things together to to make the life that they live and i think all these different levels are really really important and why i'm excited for the future of of how all this can can come about and and bringing it sort of full circle really which is the reason why music has been an important part of my journey and why um primary music on fire my music membership site is, is, is about to launch is because that's my passion it's what i do and what lit my fire which is why i'm keen for everyone to feel that thing as well and so i'm, I'm also keen to understand how how music integrally fits into what you do and and, and why you feel it's, it has such an impact within your sort of PE fields. Mark, it, <clears throat> it's a part of everything we do and uh, we use music uh, every day and it isn't just background music uh, that is, you know, being played while you do what you do and almost like white noise in the background. The music itself is essential the the songs selected are essential let me let me try to explain a little bit what i mean so first of all um in a in a standard pe class here in the united states uh the the class will include some exercising some physical exercising and and your standard exercising might be some jumping jacks some push-ups some some sit-ups uh a few other basic you know repetitive exercises those are good things to do. They're important things to do. Our way of thinking is, okay, if we're going to do these things, let's make it interesting. And so what we've done is we've done the exercises to music, but not just any music. So what, what I'm a great believer in is narratives within a school, within a learning environment, a running narrative over a period of years, by the way. Uh, there's a, there's many narratives that we have going on in our school, but then the musical exercises can connect to the narratives and can connect and support the narratives. Let me give you an example. Um, last year, our exercise routine, uh, the the narrative of uh, of what does it take to be a successful student at Cypress Woods Elementary School? What are the underlying principles that it takes to be a successful student. And the underlying principles that we identified were preparation, hard work, discipline, fun, love, uh, belief, courage, respect, and a principle that we ran across called Bernoulli's principle, which is the principle of lift. And uh, that's that explains how people how airplanes can fly. Bernoulli was a 16th century or 17th century scientist. I think he's English, actually, um, that, uh, that, that was, that discovered the principle of lift, uh, which, uh, which, uh, you know, led ultimately to wings on an airplane being able to hold that thing up in the air. So I love that principle, the principle of lift. There's a principle that 
you can do something that can lift people. Love that. So that's one of our principles. So how do we how do we make that those principles come alive in our exercise routine? Well, we selected songs to exercise to one for each principle. So you mark, you know, the old Alan Parsons project song serious that's our that was our first uh, that was our first exercise. Serious was the song that we would do while we were stretching. Stretching is preparation. So you prepare for your work uh, to that song. Then there's a, a Moby song called Flower. Uh, green Sally up, Green Sally down. It's a very catchy song. But we would that that was our next song in the exercise routine. And we would do deep knee bends during this song. And that was the principle of hard work because it is hard to do those deep knee bends. And then our third song was I Walk the Line, Johnny Cash. That was the principle of discipline. If you are disciplined, you can walk in a straight line. If you're not disciplined, the line's going to be a mess, mm-hmm. right? And so during that during that exercise, the kids actually walked around during the exercise. And then they would stop at various points and get on the ground and do some exercises, get up, walk again, stop, do some exercises. It's amazing, actually. Uh, when you see it all happen, it's, it's really cool. Then for the fun principle, we did two songs, the Jailhouse Rock, uh, which is just a fun song. Anybody that's ever watched the old Elvis Jailhouse Rock video knows that those people are just having a whole lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. And, exactly. And Surfing USA. You know, tell the teacher we're surfing. Surfing USA. And so we, we created lively exercises to those songs, and that's just the underscores that school. Yes, it's about preparation, hard work, and discipline, but it's got to be about fun as well. Then the principle of love. That was uh, the song we selected there was Soul Man, the Sam and Dave song. And uh, we highlighted some of our um, some of our VE kids, VE's very varying exceptionalities. Uh, that is children with Down syndrome or that are in walkers or, you know, all kinds of all kinds of reasons why they have to be in a special class. And so we have a boy. Uh, Down syndrome boy at our school named Dylan, who is just an amazingly charismatic individual. So he is the soul man. And everybody at the school knew he was a soul man. That was his thing. And so soul man was the the love principle because Dylan just exuded love. There's a song called Try Everything by uh, uh, it's from a movie uh, Zootopia and uh, Shakira sings it try everything that's the principle of belief you know i messed up tonight i i lost another fight i keep messing up but i just start again and uh, the print the the uh the words to the song are all about believing in yourself and not being discouraged we had a blind child mark mark um at our in our in our varying exceptionalities class named john and we put see me feel me in there in our routine and we gave John a role in the routine uh, in which was quite amazing actually he would walk to, across the court with his with his uh, walking stick out in front of him and then would lead exercises for kids and the point there being hey you know listening to you and and so the point there was about the courage of John but also for the kids to listen and see you know, listening to you, I get the music, gazing at you, I get the heat, following you, I climb the mountain. And so the point is, hey, you can learn from a lot of different places that maybe you don't think you can learn from. 
and uh, and so that was that that was that little lesson. Roll with the changes, the old REO Speedwagon song. That was the Bernoulli's principle lift song. Uh, and um, hey, it's time to move on and roll with the changes of your life. But you you know you're going to be okay. And then the last song was the old uh, Na Na Hey Hey Goodbye song. Uh, and that was the principle of respect. When you greet somebody uh, and when somebody leaves, you, you give a proper greeting and you say goodbye. That's just a respectful thing to do. So all year long, we would cherry pick these various songs at the beginning of a class. And then we put them all together in a big production and invite all the parents to see the production at the end of the year. We'll get as many, Mark, as eight, seven, eight hundred people to come and watch this and maybe three, three hundred kids out there doing the routine together. It is amazing, quite amazing. But what you're doing is every time you're playing because you explain what these songs are about to the kids and they understand, OK, this is why we're doing this song. I get it. Now I understand why the coaches selected this. And so every time you play one of the songs, you're underlining one of the core principles that you want them to operate from. And uh, so then if something happens, then you can come back to, wait a minute, isn't hard work one of our core principles? We exercise, you know, and you can all, it, they're like a touchstone for everything else that you do. So that was our routine last year, the core principles. This year, it's the new student in school. That's our theme, the new student in school. And I can go through all those songs with you as well, but there's about 10 songs that tell the story of the new student. And we've had other other routines that have had other large themes and songs that tie into the theme. But what it, what it ends up happening is our school becomes a musical place. And even the least uh, musically gifted people, if you give them a simple enough exercise that they can do on a beat and you select good music, good, timeless, good music that people like to listen to, who doesn't like to listen to I Walk the Line? I mean, that song, just that bass line will just get you going right off the bat, right? And you, you pick the right songs, give kids a, a, a basic set of exercises that they can do. They don't have to be Barishnikov to do these things. And then they suddenly feel like, wow, they can do something special. And then they all do it together. A hundred kids, 300 kids doing all of this together. Imagine the power in that. So, so it's really cool. That's, that gives you a flavor of it. Sorry, I probably talked too much, Mark. No, it's absolutely fantastic. And there, there are so many great things that I'm, I find really interesting there. One, one is the fact that it, you know, that complete cross-curricular sounds a bit not really the right way, but just you know, to have an embedded philosophy and an embedded way of learning across the school, which, like you say, is a, a touchstone. I love that idea. You know, a touchstone of being able to just, oh yes, I know what this means in this situation, in that situation. And and the thing that I love about music is always that it, it's kind of a way of connecting to what you know life is about in a way that you don't have to put into words, even though lyrics and, and that kind of thing can happen. But like you're saying, just hearing a beat, just hearing a song, which you just think there's something in this which I know is integral to, to me as a human being. Um, and, and you get from that what you what you can. And, and like you say, the power of being able to do it together, the power of being able to join all these things up in, in, in an environment and also to give them the understanding of why that's the case. That's a really important factor, isn't it? It's not just about... Um, 
uh, an innate understanding it's it's how that then fits within what you're trying to do you know the understanding of hard work you know the understanding of respect and and i think over such a long period of time to be able to have a whole year's theme of that and then to be able to rotate those into different years i think i can understand why that's so successful i can understand why it's so powerful um and i can understand why 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 these things are, are so incredible for the children that you're able to teach Yes, it is. And what it does, it's like you're standing at a at a big door. Imagine a big, I don't know, I can't, I'm not trying, to, I'm trying to find the right picture, but you're opening a huge door and then the kids can just go through that door because you've opened it for them. And then they can apply these principles in various ways and they want to apply them in various ways. And so now... Uh, you know, now they go and have fun or they go and be disciplined or they go and work hard or, or all of the, the basic underlying principles of success. <clears throat> and they love the fact that um, they're not doing it just because of this exercise routine. They're doing it because that's what their parents have taught them to do. That's what they've learned is the right thing to do. Maybe the exercise routine gives them a little bit of uh, um affirmation on on behaving in these ways because honestly mark let's face it we as teachers have to be in the person building business because there is so much other influence that comes into their lives that can take them sideways and if we can we can do things it's not so much you know for me as a, as a pe teacher it's not so much the exact uh, type of, uh, you know, exercise or drill or, or, or things of that nature. That's not what's really important. What's important are much bigger issues, much bigger principles that kids can take and apply to counter the various um, influences that they encounter in their life from everywhere, media, movies, every place. Not that those are bad, not that those are good. They're just there and there needs to be a balance and if you can open that door and give that balance and let those kids charge through that door and apply those principles and come back and tell you about it, uh, I just think that's what it's all about. And I also wanted to connect with something you said about music. I, 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 you said it in such a better way than I've ever thought to say it before, how it can connect you to something that you instinctively know is integral to you and who you are and what you believe in. Boy, that's powerful. And that's so true. I mean, it, it was certainly true for me. I mean, I'm, and I, I have the, the the great joy of of being a professional musician in, in in a large part of my life. But the whole thing came from from being at school, and it was that kind of breadth of understanding and that breadth of um, a learning environment. But it was music where I thought, you know this is my voice when I'm doing this I feel like I'm talking for, as me in this particular format and and the arts of that's why the arts are so important because I think there's an expression there that you can show in a way you can't in other ways but that's something innate within me that, that speaks to me and, and for other people it can be whatever subject whatever environment they're in which I think is why as we've said you know it's important to have that breadth of experiences within school so that people can just touch these things and from there they're able to to grow um, um beyond that which I just think is, is so inspiring yes I I, I agree I, I think that within each child is something and it's up to us to stoke it and unlock it 
And how does that happen? It happens in various ways. PE is one way. Music is another. I'm sure art is another. Those. Uh, that's why I like Ken Robinson so much. He's really on point with exactly what you just said. They've, those things have got to be there. And then we can come back to the English. We can come back to the science. We can come back to the math. All those things are important too. Uh, but uh, what about the person? It begins with the person, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. That's absolutely key. And I think when we remember that, then everything then becomes exciting because we're doing it with purpose and reason and, and, and an understanding of what we're trying to achieve rather than just doing stuff because we're told to do it, which I think then filters through to the children because they believe often they're in school doing it because they're being told to do it. And I think the way that you so beautifully described it and it, with that exercise and the music and the, and the, the routines that you've got um, that just generates a whole different feeling within me just as a listener and, and through our conversation. So what it does to children, we you know, like you say, and doing it together as a class and, and a large group of children of a few hundred, I mean, that's something that's going to live with you for the rest of your life. I agree. I agree. That's a moment. And you know, Mark, I, I'm a great believer in moments. I bet you are too. Absolutely. You know, just creation of a moment music can do that can't it yeah and and i and i and i think the important things about those and you know it's it's that kind of i guess the best way to describe it is it it gives you it gives you a sense of the moment is is almost like the the shining star of of what you know is true and and why you're here and what you're trying to achieve and it and it's such it's so powerful and it's so connecting what it does is it means that when you're doing the hard work when you're putting the effort in when you're um having to strive for something which you feel might be just a little bit out of your control once you start to once you've experienced those moments wherever they happen to be in your life you know the first time you're able to move or the first time you're able to to do something you haven't done before that's innately what we do when we're trying to learn as a baby all the way through um once you realize that's exactly what it's about then the rest of it follows because you know that's part of the process and um and i think that's the important thing to get across to people i i couldn't agree more so it sounds like the school that you're at is an, inc- an incredible school and um and i'm going I'm to put some links on the show notes of all these things that we've talked about so that people can really get a sense and delve into it a little bit further um but i know you've you've also um, been acknowledged for the work that you've done and, and had some awards and those types of things and I'm really I'd like just to sort of as we finish off just sort of talk a little bit about that not not in as much as what they are although I'd like you to explain what they are but the fact that it's great that there are people that are recognizing that this is the type of thing and the type of work that you're doing that you're describing can have influence on others and, and these types of things are a way of really shining that kind of light for everyone okay sure I, I have you heard of the character education partnership um, I haven't, no. It's, uh, it's a group in uh, out of Washington, D.C. I think it's been around for going on almost 30 years now. And as um, in schools in uh, the late part of the 20th century, as uh, religion and religious lessons and things of that nature would were phased out of school, certainly here in the United States, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it might be the same there with you, uh, what ended up happening was there's a bit of a vacuum in the idea of teaching right and wrong. And the Character Education Partnership has tried to fill that vacuum by creating this notion of, quote, character education, unquote, and, you know, highlighting the importance of teaching right and wrong and, you know, ways to think. It's kind of it's like kind of like teaching a way of thinking, you know, math, science, English. These are things 
that you learn? Do you learn a way of thinking? Do you learn a way of thinking that sort of underlines who you are as a person uh, in those things? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but character education is um, is is that. It's a, it's a, it's a recognition that we have to develop the whole person and there are things involved in doing that that don't show up in the math curriculum and don't show up in the science curriculum maybe. But, they, but they're important, so let's create this safety net that catches them. Anyway, the Character Education Partnership is, is quite an interesting place, and they have somehow, they stumbled upon what we were doing. Uh, and I remember, I'll never forget, in 2007, actually, a person from there walked out onto our, our, uh, our PE court one day. Uh, and he was different. He was. Uh, he had a suit on. He was an older gentleman. I'd never seen him before. And uh, so I walked up to him and greeted him. And he just looked around at the court, 120 kids operating independently, doing everything they're supposed to do without somebody looking over their shoulder. And he said, he said, how do you do this? And I said, what do you, how do, how do we do what? And he said, look at this. Look at all these people operating like this. How does this happen? So, you know, we started talking about all the different things we do. And he said, I think you, sh your program should win an award by the Character Education Partnership that we call a Promising Practice Award. So to make a long story short, um, the, the Character Education Partnership has awarded us three times with this award called a Promising Practice Award. It's an, it's an award for a practice, an educational practice that you do that is promising in some capacity, maybe creative, innovative in some way, but that underlines the importance of character education. And uh, they give about 200 of these out a year. Uh, international, it's an international award, although I've never seen a school from England win the award, but I'm guessing that they're, they just have... CEP hasn't penetrated England is what my guess is. I've seen schools from Mexico, Brazil, Singapore, lots of different places win these awards. But about 200 a year now, that might sound like a big number, but when you think of it, it's, it's, uh, it's all schools, all levels, all disciplines are, are able to win this award. Public, private, you know, elementary school, high school, middle school, and so we went on a three-year run of winning one of these three straight years. So that was really exciting, and it was really down to the kids because one of them was something called the student-led 10-minute talk where the students actually took leadership positions within the school and really made it work. So those awards, winning those three awards, uh, were really exciting for our, our physical education team at Cypress Woods and uh, gave us the idea that we were on to something and that we were doing the right thing. I think those are the words probably that we would say we are most proud of. I think I think that's an, it's, it's an incredible thing. And like you say, there are many thousands and thousands of schools um, just in the US, let alone the, the millions of schools that must be around the world. And so 200 is, is a very small amount and, and a very special achievement to have. And I think to be acknowledged for that um, 
is is something which people can then be inspired by and and take on the things that work and also you know try and like say shine a light on the things that they want to do as well and 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 to support other people so um jim i can't tell you how grateful i am that you got in contact and and you reached out um and it's been a, a fantastic and a fascinating and inspiring conversation um and and also for those people listening, um, please, if, if there's anything that you hear on Education on Fire that speaks to you, that you think you can add value to, if you've got some value from the conversation we've had today, that's purely come from Jim reaching out, sending me an email and just, uh, we started a dialogue and, it, and I could tell instinctively that, you know, we had to have a conversation to, to, to share some of the great things that he was telling me. And, and this is really what the podcast is all about. It's about sharing creative and inspiring things that are happening in our schools. And that doesn't come from me. I'm just the host and the curator, really. It comes from all of you listening who are doing such great work. So, Jim, I, I, th- I thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting in touch and, and sharing the great wisdom that you have today. Thank you so much, Mark. But Mark, you should take great pride in this podcast, uh, and you are downplaying how important this is. You know, it's about being a facilitator, and you are facilitating. Think about what you're facilitating. I would still be, I wouldn't be reaching out to you if you didn't put this together. This is great what you're doing, and I'm very grateful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.